preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 18. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Dan, it's a case of deja vu all over again. We're back at Eagle Farm. We're back at Flemington. We're back at Randwick for the second Saturday in a row. The main action is at Eagle Farm, your home patch. And... Uh, we've got a few, uh, we've got three stakes races there, including, uh, I guess, something of a forgotten horse in Alligator Blood, looking to get back to something like his best. He's uh, in a quality handicap, so he should be quite well weighted there. You've got a real up-and-comer in Far Too Easy, and you've got an under, undefeated one in Gypsy Goddess, who uh, looks very hard to beat in the Grand Prix. Yeah, sure does. Um, not much of a betting proposition as Gypsy got us in that race, but um, based on what she's done, um, she deserves to, I guess, that that billing um, as a short price favourite. But the rest of the action on the card at Eagle Farm is um, quite exciting. I agree with Alligator. I agree with <clears throat> thoughts re- regarding Alligator Blood. I think um, he's in for a nice race. The, the return run was quite good. Um, okay, with the big weight there, but obviously he's. The last runs indicates he might be back to sort of um, somewhere near better form with the run under a belt, but plenty of action to look forward to at Eagle Farm. I think it's um, a really good car to racing. All right, it's not a uh, not a massive card in terms of numbers. It was a fairly big meeting there last week. Not so much this week. Uh, we will take you right through the black type races. Joel has joined us, but we'll be hearing from him shortly. Uh, we start in race five. That is the Ascot Green Grand Prix Stakes. This race, of course, used to be a Queensland Derby lead-up run in the late autumn. We've moved it into this uh, December slot to beef up uh, the summer, the secondary Queensland Carnival, which is the Summer Carnival. Um, wouldn't say it's been a huge success, uh, judging from the numbers here. Just seven to face the starter, a $1.35 favourite in Gypsy Goddess, but look, it's worth 250000 It is uh, still a Group 3, don't know for how much longer uh, the way it's going, and it's over 2,100 metres at set weight, Daniel. Yeah, most of this field um, all ran in the, the Eagle Way at Doombin last start, and, and Gypsy Goddess uh, was a pretty easy winner there. She <clears throat> won by a length and a quarter to Pool Pony there, um, but Pool Pony meets her two kilos worse at the weights here. Um, very short favourite, as I mentioned earlier, but she should be really hard to beat. Looks uh, quite a promising staying filly by Tarzino. Um, slight rise and trip. Shouldn't hurt. A uh, clear top pick for me. If you're going to play multiples, I think the one, Kabosh, can bounce back. Um, did a bit wrong. Last start in the Eagle Way when beaten over seven lengths by Gypsy Goddess. Um, didn't have the easiest run in transit. Uh, he won well when he was able to lead two starts ago um, with uh, not a lot of um, pace in the race. I think he can take up the running and be much more, a bit more opposition this time around. Um, but yeah, clear second pick. Pool Pony in for third, an ironic miss for four. Watch race this one, five, one, four, six. Joel, have you had much of a look at uh, an Eagle Farm or are you uh, standing pat? Um. Yeah, I've had a little bit of a look at the Loch Ney and the Gold Edition, but I didn't really like anything in the Grand Prix. I think that is a watch race. All right, well, we'll head straight to the Gold Edition, which is race seven, second leg of the Quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday. This is the 4X Gold Edition plate. 1,200 metres, set weights for three-year-olds, 
at listed level, it is uh, worth 200000 and uh, the very promising far too easy. Daniel, you've uh, talked to David McComb uh, for the winning posts this week. He's fairly confident, as well he might be. Yeah, it looks a really super uh, <clears throat> talent, this guy. He's had the five starts, four of them wins. Um, and the last start win at Doombin, and rising from 900 metres to 1,200 metres, he... Travelled into the race beautifully. Had a really nice run midfield. When Brad Stewart sort of asked for an effort at the top of the straight, he quickly uh, reeled in the leaders and and, got, and sort of sewed the race up quite um, quite early on. And pretty soft win on the line. Could have won by far, well, <clears throat> um, much longer, I thought. This is a tougher race, there's no doubt. There's some very promising horses in it. Tiger Heart, Mimi Lagarde. It's a good winner first up, but um, I've got to stick with far too easy. I thought uh, he's... The best horse in the race from what he's shown so far, very early on, obviously, these three-year-olds, but um, promising horse and drawn to get a soft run again. So far too easy, my best of the card and top pick. Uh, in for second, I have the, the nine, meaning Lagarde, the filly I mentioned earlier. Um, she was a good winner first up at Doombin. Um, covered a little bit of ground there, but it was a nice win. I think she's certainly going places. Third, Tiger Heart presents here third up. Um, a little bit unlucky in both runs as preparation, especially last start, sort of a two-horse war with a promising one in Berry Cart. Um, just had a little bit uh, sort of traffic problems there, Tiger Heart. Probably should have won the race, but um, it's a good form race regardless. I think he's certainly a, a chance here. And in for fourth, I've got the four, Jackson on time. The one number's two, nine, three, four. Joel? Yeah, I had far too easy on top he looks a real talent this bloke i think he can win again and i'm going to be roving him in exotics with three of the fillies uh seven miss hipstar bounced back to form in the mode plate i uh, just looked like she needed the run first up at the sunshine coast nine mimi lagarde who was a good winner fresh uh, was in a couple of weeks ago but they elected to scratch and wait for this keeper on the fresh side and eight sonnet star didn't really have much go right at rose hill last time out she's a talented filly her run at flemington down the straight was very good I think she looks um, slightly over the odds as well. So I've got two on top from seven, nine, and eight. Race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the TAB Loch Stakes. This one is uh, a quality over 1,400 metres at listed level and uh, under the conditions, Alligator Blood gets in with uh, 61 Um which uh, certainly against most of those on the minimum uh, is a bit of a luxury. But, uh, Daniel, what do you have? What did you like here? In the numbers, alligator blood, but I've got the three on top. Tricky gal, uh, very consistent mare. Just no luck in the summon stakes at Caulfield last start. Um, I think 54 kilos here. Um, well weighted for a, for a sort of a mare of her class and uh, the stay will have a pretty good record when they bring them north to to Queensland. So on top for me, the three. I got the uh, 10 in next, Tumbler Ridge. We couldn't reel in Tambo's mate, inform horse last start at Doombin, but um, where he was in the run, had to like the way he tacked the line, and he uh, certainly got close to beating Tambo's mate, made up a lot of ground there. Uh, come back in good order, I think, Tumbler Ridge. Very good first up at Eagle Farm from a wide gate. Uh, sort of the wide gate sort of cost him there, but second up, a better run, and I think third up now, ready to peak. Um, down at 54 kilos, a big chance. Alligator blood in for the third, obviously, uh, the class of the field. 
looked at need of the run first up. Wasn't beaten all that far by some pretty handy sprinters. He was always going to, to need that, though. And the rise of 400 metre here suits. He's four from five of the trip. And uh, in for fourth, we've got the nine profit. Um, really nice trial around some good good horses uh, leading into this. Um, does does run well fresh. Certainly can win. My numbers, 310-19. Yeah, I'm going to play up the top here and, and back numbers one and two, both at about $16. Um, I'm going to side with Alligator Blood. I think it's a completely different race to what he tackled first up in the George Moore where he drew seven. Oh, he was back and you know, had to chase the fast zoo style. I don't think there's as much pace here. Step up in distant suits and he's drawn the right gate just to camp behind the leaders, which are probably Tumblr Ridge and Stampy. So I think he's just going to get a lovely run. So I think we'll find out where he's at tomorrow. There's probably still more, uh, probably still improvement left in him, no doubt. But I think uh, if he's not running top three on Saturday, they'll be a bit worried. Uh, two count of Monte Cristo is a bit of a old timer, but he's got ability to float. He's Hasn't been placed in Australia yet, but he's run some good races. I thought he was okay in the Hunter first up. Chris Lees has kept him fresh and felt from a good draw he was worth a, a look. So I'll be backing those two. I think three tricky gal is certainly going to be hard to beat. She really hasn't had much luck at all this time. In in particular at Caulfield last start, as Daniel mentioned, just not tested at all down the straight. And in for fourth, I'll put one of those. Uh, they're going to be up on the pace in number 10, Tumbler Ridge. But I've made them one, two, three and 10. Daniel, uh, we've heard your best on the Eagle Farm. Seven number two, far too easy. Now, your value bet is marked as race three, number five, Tamalade, but uh, we have that horse marked at $2.30. Surely some mistake? Yeah, no, I, I sort of thought it might go up $5, and I thought in that field that would be value, but um, I was wrong. It's going up, yeah, quite short. Still think it'll be really hard to beat, though. Very consistent horse who's um, already got a graft and guineas on the CV. I think looks well-placed in a, in a class three like this. And the form around him, the first up run, um, has since stood up. So probably the next best, I guess you could call it, Barks Tunnelade, race three, five. Um, for a value pick, probably in the first race, Beltaria, at around nine to one, more of an each-way price, obviously. Didn't have a whole heap of luck second up, but ran pretty well there. Was a noticeable drifter as well, seven out to 19s. Um, Drops. This is a harder race, but drops from 58 to 54. Um, we'll go forward and might take some catching here at Eagle Farm. Race one, number nine, the value, Beltaria. Joel, anything else you like at Eagle Farm? Uh, no, nothing else for me. Uh, just apart from Tamalate, he's probably the best on the card for me. I, I think he'll be winning. All righty. Back down south, racing for the second Saturday in a row at Flemington. Joel, uh... Your specials, uh, we start, uh, well, your value bet is uh, an interesting one, uh, who I don't mind either. I haven't got on top, but it's race three, number three, WT. Yeah, he's, look, there's probably not a not a whole lot of upside about him, but he, I think he's going better than his form suggests this time in. He's been in a number of races that have just developed into sprint homes and just really haven't hasn't played into his hands at all. Um, you know, including the Coonji and the race at the Valley where he ran third behind thought of that. And in the Ballarat Cup, uh, where there was not much speed and they dashed home. He was a little bit disappointing at Werribee, but did have a slow recovery there. So I think if you forgive that, his recent form's not too bad with things against. And I like the claim uh, for Talia Hope, getting him with 54 and a half. So it's a pretty lightweight for WT. So I think in a, in a race where... Um, 
you know, there's probably not a lot, a lot of upside about most of these. Um, certainly Wick, uh, Wycliffe and High Emotion at the top of the market, probably the hardest to beat. But I was happy to have something each way on WT. And as for the best, I've gone for race six, number one, Blaze Jowski. I think he's ready to win. His two runs back from a spell have been very good on the heavy at Cranbourne. He was uh, nailed down to the fence and wasn't beaten all that far. And then at Pakenham, where the tempo probably wasn't really there to suit. He got back from a wide gate, came wide and never stopped trying up the straight. He was beaten three lengths, but I thought it was a tough effort with 59. The winner had 51. I like, again, the claim being used here for Josh Richards. It just sees him get a bit of relief down to 56 and a half. He draws perfectly to sit just behind the leaders. I thought at $5, he was a good bet. Uh, the other one at a bit of a price I didn't mind. In Admittedly, what's quite a competitive race, but race seven, number eight, not to be missed. I thought was an improver. I thought his first two runs weren't too bad over here from Perth. Uh, they tried riding him forward in the Greys race on Melbourne Cup Day and it backfired. He just didn't show much at all. He's been back to the jump outs at Werribee last week and I thought he hit the line really strongly. So... I think he'll be ridden off the pace here, down the straight, and can finish off into the uh, into the money at a bit of a price, I thought. All right, Dan, your specials at Flemington. Yeah, pretty keen on one in the first. Um, so he thinks it's a pretty, pretty nice uh, sort of Phillies race. Yeah, a few nice tops, but I, I really like the four Honey Creeper. Um, Godolphin Philly it was really good at uh, Warwick Farm first up, despite... Not getting a whole heap of room in the straight. Certainly could have finished closer. Um, she impressed me last preparation and maiden at Newcastle was excellent. And a couple of races in town on heavy tracks and was uh, thereabouts. I think second up. First go on a dry track here for Honey Creeper, but it's a really talented filly and uh, one I want to follow. So should get the shop draw from Barry too with Oliver on board. Um, yeah, the one to beat in the first. She's my, she's my best. Race one four. Value comes up in race number four. The six start and last. Um, last start was pretty good behind a handy one in Gentleman Roy. Got a long way back and, and ran on. She can do that, um, give a bit of a start. But Joyce has finished strongly. She hasn't won for some time. I guess that sort of get back um, run on racing style doesn't really suit their favour too much. But a big like tra- big track like Flemington should suit her. Um, get some weight relief after the claim for Lauren Kelly and, and back to uh, back to Phillies and Mayors grade here for start and last. I think she's uh, definitely worth an each-way ticket. Race four, number six. All right, well, uh, listeners would be aware it's probably not the first time I've big dance, who I've got just ahead of uh, Blaze Jowski. Joel's got him the other way around. I uh, just thought the real Tavi dance turns up, has had a freshen uh, over the 1,400 metres. This is his go, suitable race. Um, but uh, will he is the question. My value bet is up against race four, number four, Lady D'Oro. Um, I was expecting to be a slightly longer price than she actually is, and I hear these rumblings that uh, she's going to improve over a little bit further second up. But uh, anyway, for the record, that's it. Six, race six, number four, Tavian Ince, race four, number four. Lady D'Oro, and as mentioned earlier, Randwick yet again, or once again, is the venue for Sydney Racing. And uh, Joel, you have uh, well, you're coming a bit of bit of form. You got uh, we got brutality up. The opposition had the favourite on the front. We had uh, brutality. We got the money uh, there, and uh, you've got a Sydney horse on the front of the paper again this week, and that's race nine, number eight, Tycoonist. 
Yeah, let's hope for more of the same. Not quite as big a price as Brutality, but Tycoonist, I think, will be very hard to beat uh, for James McDonald and Chris Waller. I believe he's headed up for the Magic Millions race day in a few weeks' time where he'll be third up. But I think he can win this on the way through, second up. He was very genuine last time in. He only won once, but he was really out of the money. And I thought he probably should have won first up, even though the winner had been attacked all the way. And there's you know, nothing against his effort, Mr. Mosaic. So Tycoonus was bumped a couple of times up the straight. He got second on protest after being third across the line. Just needs a little bit of luck early from the wide gate, but has the right man on board to, uh, to sort that out. And I thought just had a bit more upside than most of his rivals here. So he was the best on the card for me, Tycoonist. Uh, the best value earlier in the day in the midway handicap, race four, number 13, Tornado Light. Only had one win from her four starts. So, you know, certainly easier races about for her, but I think she's got a bit of promise. She trialed really well before the debut when it's gone, placed it a next couple before going for a break. Like the way she hit the line at Warwick Farm. Uh, Hollywood Gossip won that race and she will be a danger again. Uh, certainly one of the hardest to beat in this race, along with uh, Queen Bellissimo. Both those two will be up on the speed. Tornado and Light hopefully can settle a bit closer here. And I thought at uh, upwards of 20 to 1, she was worth a look each way. Uh, my best comes up in the last, the uh, resuming sprinter from the Chris Lee stable called the Bopper. Um, is about 10 months between runs, but has been trialling well. So two trials uh, leading into the first up run here and won the most recent Wyong. I thought looked good doing it there. Uh, draws one, which ideal for him. He'll roll forward. Um, been in this for a long way, I think. I think the bopper can certainly win better races than Benchmark 78's this preparation um, and hopefully can get the job done first up. Uh, race 10, number three. The value comes up in race four. Grace Bay from the Claire Lever stable. Thought, uh, yeah, well, over the odds at so 26 to 1, or thereabouts. Um, the four pillars last start. So it's been freshened up since the last start run, which she does run really well when kept fresh. Um, just was too wide in that race there and, and never really came into the race. Uh, before that, she was running well um, behind Blesk. And the win first up at Wyong with a big weight was, uh, was quite impressive. So she's a talented man. She's sort of up to this level. So probably about her level, benchmark 72 and in town. Um, I thought she was over the odds and can certainly give a good sight. Race four, number five. In South Australia on Saturday, we head out towards the Barossa Valley and we have the Metro Saturday racing at Gawler. And you get us started fairly early in the day there, Dan, with a horse who is resuming for Michael Hickmott, and that is race two, number five, Coyote. Yeah, uh, looks a little bit of a talented gelding, this guy. He's a maiden from four starts, but former Kiwi, who's pretty good form in New Zealand. He's run third um, earlier in the year, January this year, to a horse called On the Bubbles. Um, quite a talented horse in New Zealand, a subsequent Group 1 winner and I think a Group 1 place getter as well. Um, I think that re reads really well for this. A recent Oak Bank trial um, seemed indicates to me he's going quite well, and I think he just might be better than these Coyote based on what he's done in New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, keen to have a bet on him. Race two, number five, he's the best. Value comes up um, later in the day. Indian Gazelle, in, sorry, race number eight, that is. Uh, she's a pretty 
consistent mare. The two wins this preparation have been quite good to the eye. She does possess a good finish on her day. Um, she's going to have to do that here. She'll get back from a wide draw. Um, and she does, as I said, have a good finish on her. She races really well at Gawler. She's at two wins and a second from four starts. Um, going the right way, Indian Gazelle. Lightly race mare. Um, probably worth an each-way ticket in the last. Race eight, number two. In the second last, sorry. Yep. Uh, yep, Joel, uh, you've done Gawler as well this week. Yes, indeed I have. I've looked uh, towards the back end of the program for my best. Um, my values are at seven, number 12, Unicorny, former Victorian mayor. It's been a long time between wins for her, but in the new stable uh, with Shane Cahill, thought her effort last time out was very good. That was second run back from a spell. Got home strongly to find one better. I thought she was ready to peak third up. And... My best, I'm going with an informed mare, race eight, uh, number four, Go Golf Guru, who won her maiden first up at Strathelvin at 12 to one, and then came here to Gawler and won at 30 to one. It was a huge drifter in the betting. Both times she sat wide, no cover, has done it the hard way. And now she steps up a little bit further in class, but um, yeah, I think she's come back in good order and can win again. All righty. Um, now... We are racing at Ascot over in Perth once again, and there is it's a massive program this week too. I don't know where that came from, but um, there's uh, a big 10-race card and uh, a couple of stakes races. The first of them is race three, and that is uh, it is um, nominally the feature race on the program. It's the old CB Cox Stakes these days, named after one of the or the second most prominent local owners, Ted Van Heemst Stakes, um, but not much of a betting affair because Regal Power, after knocking off the uh, the highly touted stablemate Western Empire last time, is seen as pretty much a certainty at around about $1.40. And our man uh, there, BJ Ryan, is in agreement with that sentiment. And he's going for Regal Power to beat Nerf, Bosk, Platoon and Maricino. That's one, two, three and five. And the other stakes race on the program comes up as the first leg of the quaddy on this 10-race day. That's race seven. Uh, this is for fillies and mares over 1,600. It is a listed event. And once again, BJ is with number one, and that is Dance Music although uh, slightly longer price than Regal Power at about $3.25. Dance music for BJ to beat Beret, number seven, Bams on Fire, number two, and Angelic Miss, number four. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Awapuni and Tarapa. Yeah, uh, we've got eight races at Awapuni, a couple of small fields that wouldn't be overly keen to bet into, but... Um... Hopefully, we found a couple of good winners. Race three is my best, number six, Sapporo. On the back up from last week, was a little bit slow out, settled last, and I'm not sure if just lost interest, but just couldn't keep up. Was always sort of four or five lengths on the second last horse. And then did make up quite good ground in the straight, only beaten just under five lengths, finished midfield. Step up to 1,400 suits, and, and hopefully just uh, on the on the quick back up and doesn't, doesn't cop a little check at the start, then won't settle too far back and can run a much improved race in terms of the value it comes up in the last race eight number 10 Jano two runs back from a spell for her for a ninth and a naught but I'm tipping sharp improvement gets the four kilo apprentice claim so gets in with no weight she's drawn well I think she can settle a bit closer 
and she was runner-up uh, four starts ago at this track and trip last time in work. So I think she's an improver at a big price. At Tarapa, my best bet comes up in race five, and it's number seven, Spirit of Baz. Uh, Well-bred mare. She's stepping out to 2,100 for the first time. She showed good promise. She's out of an Auckland Cup winner, so I think the distance will suit. She had a tough run last time out. Uh, that was when second up, and I thought she battled on very well. And my value bet is race six, number 12, Tia Dior. thought she was very good first up. Got back on a good three-rated surface and just never got warm next time out. She runs her best races when she can settle close to the speed. So out to 2,100 metres third up. I think she can uh, hopefully jump well from a, a whitish gate and put herself close in the run, and she can bounce back to her best form. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Brings us to $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, no damage done last week, thanks to Dan. First up from a freshen with uh, Smart Meteor, basically cancelled out. Uh, Joel and I, who did not get the cash. Um, but this time, look, I'm a little bit, uh, I must say, I'm not approaching this Flemington meeting, despite the fact that the fields aren't that massive. Uh, I'm not approaching it with a great deal of confidence, Uh I'm just going to leave it to last, I think, just to uh, prolong the agony. I'm going to go uh, race nine, number three, my old friend Galenus. Go ahead. My $20 bet. I, I'm a bit like you. I'm not, uh, not glowing with confidence for the Saturday. So I'm going to go Friday night at the Valley and hopefully build a bank. Race two, number nine, Raya Yuki from the Maddie Williams stable. I've got a bit of time for this filly. She, her maiden win was good at kite and she tackled... A stakes race on Oak State. Uh, the race Espiona made a one-act affair of. There's been winning form out of that race already. I like the freshen up. Coming off a recent jump-out win and uh, comes for this uh, Vobus Gold race. So it's a very lucrative race for three or four of the fillies here. She's one of them. Now I think it's $6. Uh, Rail True means they can run on, hopefully. She'll be very strong late. And I think she can get us off to a good start for the weekend. I'm going to go to uh, Randwick for mine. I think the bopper in race 10, really hard to beat first up. The bopper. All right. Well, that, uh, that wraps up another podcast. Listeners, uh, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online now via winningpost.com.au and the online version is a, uh, it's a massive one. It's 121 pages. It's got full form not only for the Valley but also for Moe and Yarra Valley on Friday. It is uh, another big Friday of racing. Uh, your printed winning post, of course, has got uh, the Valley as well as uh, Fields, Colours, Tips uh, for all the many, many other TAB meetings that are on on these uh, marvellous summer Friday day, twilight night. Uh, plenty of entertainment to be had. Takes it through to Saturday and, of course, Sunday uh, with Fields, for Monday. Uh, so, with that, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast. <laughs>